Welcome to Alphabet Fly Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with guests where we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is someone who's on at least one spectrum. Jackson. Hi, Hi I'm Jackson. Um, I'm definitely on the LGBT spectrum in many places uh, as, a, as a gender queer bisexual person, but also... Probably somewhere on at least one of the mental health spectrums. I don't really know. Like, I haven't... You know that thing where someone's, like, be, being autistic or being ADHD is like this, and I go, hey, I do that, but I've never actually gotten tested because I don't want to be that costs on... Money. A, well, that, and also I don't want to be, like, on a list of, uh, you know, like, hey, who ha- who's mentally deviant in some way in case their country gets really, really bad, you know? I mean, you're already going to get put in the camps for... The stuff you said it before, so. Ah, damn! I can't believe this was a secret way to get into a camp with this with this Marvel podcast. <laughs> oh no, no! Both of us are going to camps real quick. But that being said, uh, talking about fascism, <laughs> we're going to be talking about someone who did a fascism. Oh, great! I love it. Love a, yeah. a good fascism. Yeah. So, uh, Doctor Spectrum one. <laughs> okay. So. Do you have any idea who Doctor Spectrum is? Um, get like so. One who is uh fascism, so probably a villain. Uh, Doctor, definitely a villain. Um, and oh, sorry, reverse that. So, uh, fascism, probably definitely a villain. Doctor, probably a villain. Spectrum, probably a light-based villain. He has like some sort of prism power, some direct light stuff. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um. Well, okay. Technically, he did a fascism to save a to save the world. You know, mm, um, you mm, know. Yeah, no. that old story. Yeah, yeah that old story. No, he's All a fascist. Say they're trying to save the world. Well, some of them are saying very explicitly, "We don't want to save the world." Depends on which but, ones. You know, true. I think a lot of the fascists like get anywhere are like, "We need to save the world," and the problem with the world is this minority group. Yeah, that's normally it. Well, they did. They did a fascism because uh, because of other things. And uh, by the way, I've described the story that this person's in at least ten times so far. Jesus, is he supposed to have color? Well, this this book is black and white. So. Okay, sure. Um, it's supposed to have color. Yeah. So he's a he's a guy in his spandex bodysuit with a scary mask who glows. Yep. So, his name is Joe Ledger. He's an adventurer, former astronaut, and flight instructor. Um, public, he's publicly known on the Squadrons Earth as, you know, as Joe. Um, there's a good reason for that. He's a citizen of the United States of the Squadrons Earth with no criminal record. His uh, other aliases is not, is not unknown. His birthplace birth uh, unrevealed. He is single. Uh, and he's part of the Squadron Supreme. And he first appeared in uh, The Avengers, issue number 85. The world is not for burning in February 1957. 
I've talked about this particular issue so many times. Um, <laughs> I don't know what the Squadron Supreme is. What the dick is that? Well, um, it's basically a pastiche of the uh, of the Justice League, but it's ah. done in a Marvel way and actually goes way above pastiche. Like they're actually really well formed individualized characters. Oh, sure, sure. Um, it was just a pastiche thing because at the time, uh, the uh, DC had a pastiche of like the Avengers, and they had a pastiche of the great, uh, great uh, of the Justice League. But yeah, there is also a cover piece theater. Cover Peace Theater. Okay, so to set the scene, we have uh, the Vision, Wanda, and Pietro. They're just kind of, you know, blue, and everyone else around them, which is in red or oranges or yellows, it's like just melting. People are fainting. The sun is like literally melting the. There's a lot of melting buildings behind them. And um, I'm going to be Vision because I have a robot voice uh, thing. So you can be you can be uh, Pietro. And he's Russian, right? Uh, No, he's uh, he's technically uh, Eastern European. So, OK, sure. So but like that accent. Oh, yeah, just just yeah, say that, you know, it's not like they have their own, you know, culture or something. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> He comes. He also. He also comes from a fake country. So, no, sure. no, he doesn't. You know, he does. He does. Never mind. Sorry, I keep on forgetting that I. I thought that a lot of uh, Marvel cities. I mean, places were real because they use real cities most of the time. Right. Um. It turns out that's only in America. Mm-hmm. That tracks. Um. Middle. There's a lot. Okay, but. Um, but yeah, I'm going to do the robot voice now that I have the stuff. The whole earth is melting, dissolving into molten lava. And there's nothing we can do to save it. Nothing. Yep. That was the wrong accent. Oh well. So it's whatever. Whatever. Um, close enough. So, uh, we, yeah, that's it. We talked about, we've talked about this exact cover multiple times. And this is the first, the first appearance of Squadron Supreme. I am going to go through this uh, real quick, because I'm tired. As much as I love this story, I'm tired of explaining it. <laughs> I won't be- So if you wanted to hear like me explain everything in a lot of detail, I did like a, I did like a three-hour opus like forever ago on this. It's called The Squadron Supreme, Part 1, 2, and 3. Mm-hmm. But I'm just going to go through the, through the relevant stuff. So uh, he's a native of alternate Earth. Which is organized, which has an organization called the Squadron Supreme, which is basically just, uh, you know, the GLA, but, you know, tweaked um, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that, as I said before, they, uh, it's one of those, like, pastiche that turn into, like, a really good, like, actual, just different version. Right. Know? You know, it's more, it becomes more of an homage instead of pastiche, I should say. Um, but yeah, I basically became like an astronaut. And while he was an astronaut, please, please tell me if you ever heard this before. But he found a spaceship that had <gasps> a dying alien in it. Oh my god. And that dying alien actually happened to be a scroll called Skymax. We 
you know, we're just going to skip over that part, but whatever. Squirrel. And this squirrel sure. is just like, yo, you seem like pretty cool. You want this? You want this thing that will make <laughs> you give light powers? Let you fly, go through space and stuff? I, like almost all of the races in the galaxy, come to Earth to die and give somebody powers. Yeah, I mean, that's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, it... It's not like he didn't die like immediately. Actually, wait. Let me let me rephrase that. He was dying. He didn't die. That's the that's the twist of it. He didn't die. He just became oh. like real good friends with Sky mm. Max and became a crime fighter. And then Sky Max had to leave. Basically, be like, yo. So he can do like he's basically just Green Lantern, but he can do all the colors. Which technically that means he would be the uh, be like the uh, like. Uh, Kyle Rayner when he whenever he had like the Omni like he was like the Omni Lantern or something like that where he had like all the powers at the same time. Um, I believe you. That is a thing. <laughs> yep, it's a thing. Um, so so yeah, basically, you know, it just uh, you know, just just kind of just kind of fought, you know, crime, and then at some point the Grandmaster and the Squadron throw this Silver Centurion held a game where they basically pitted the squadron against a uh, a team and a team called the Institute of Evil against each other. The squadron was like, "Hey, I'm we're we're good. We got this." Um but as it, but later but because of that later the grandmaster created like evil variants of them mm. to fight the Avengers later. Um so so here's some of his own stuff. So um the squadron triumphed, but as a result, the Grandmaster created counterparts to certain squadron members on Earth of his native dimension. He presented Dr. Kinji Ubuto with a power prism, which was of a different nature of ledgers, which was in fact like sentient, which granted Ubuto's uh, similar powers. Thus, Ubuto became the, a criminal doctor spectrum on his own Earth. Uh, so basically, like, the prism just fell into other people's hands, transforming other people into counterparts to the original Doctor Spectrum. So, so this one doesn't have, like, hey, you have to be, like, a conservative asshole in order to use this. That's something, at least. Well, because, let me tell you, I like Green Lanterns, but my least favorite Green, but, but, my favorite Green Lantern is every Green Lantern, plus every future Green Lantern above Hal Jordan. <laughs> because he sucks. He really so does. Much. He sucks. I hate him so much. And uh, almost every time DC does a new thing, like, here, we're going to have a Green Lantern movie. It's going to be about Hal Jordan. And it's going to interest everybody to do this thing. And no one likes it. Just just, just do uh, Jon Stewart or Kyle Rayner. Because everyone likes those. Guy Gardner would be amazing. So many of them would be better than Hal Jordan because every future Green Lantern will be better than Hal Jordan. Every single one of them. They'll actively have to go out of the way to make a worse person than Hal Jordan. Honestly, um, sorry for a tangent here, but my pitch for Green Lantern movies when I like introduced that uh, Hal Jordan has gone too far, and all the other Green Lanterns have to like go track him down, or at least all all the Earth ones or whatever are going after him. Uh, that's it. Like, Boom. No, like, you can just do it when he has parallax inside of him. 
But like yep. that literally you have the perfect jumping off point that's ca- conic uh, that's canonical in the comics. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. But that being said, um but yeah, he's like oh, a, you know, technically sorry. a good person. I found found like you looked at you sent me an oof. Oh, that is a that's a look. That is a I get what they're going for, but he looks like um what's it called? Like the the slap it, bop it, twist it, spank it thing. Yeah, the bop it. Yeah, he looks like a bop it if he was a man. Yeah, it's not a good costume. No. That's the reason why he took off the cow later. Well, the other reason is because um because of other stuff. So the original Doctor Spectrum and all the Scarlet Supreme was uh fell under psychic domination of other dimensional being known as the Other Mind, who served a entity called Knoll the Living Darkness. When when this happened, basically, um, Kyle Richmond, who was the Nighthawk of their Earth, mm-hmm. used the American military and them to take over the world. Ah, not ideal. The defenders go in and help them, and kick, and just, and they just kick uh, Overmind's butt, and then all of a sudden you have this world that is completely that was completely decimated by the Squadron Supreme in America American military that is in disarray and you have these heroes they're just like, hey hey what, what, if, like, what if we what if we fix it? what if we fix it? you know, hey, hey hey, <laughs> we could fix it um, and they all reveal their identities and say, hey, give us a year, we'll fix everything, including death. Including death? Yeah. Okay. So, they do that. So, basically, they, they somewhat fix it. Sure. But there's a little snags along the way. Um, there's snags along the way. Like, one of them is, uh, is a, a little, a little person, but by little person, um, I, that was un- unfortunate uh, that I said that because it actually involves a little person. But, someone with dwarfism. But, mm. uh, there's a kid on their team named Nuke. You want to guess what Nuke's powers are? Um, shifting. It's, it's, it's radiation. So, yeah. turns out that he irradiated his parents, and they now have cancer. Ah. So he went to uh, Tom Thumb, who is uh, not only a little person, but like the world's like biggest genius. Like imagine like Reed Richards or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, "Hey, why don't you fix cancer? Just fix it, fix cancer, please." And Tom, Tom being the idiot he is, was like, "Hey, ah, uh, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Yeah, because <laughs> it turns out he also has cancer and he's gonna die anyway. So he oh, wants God. to see if he can. Yeah. Um. So." A bunch of hijinks happen, which we'll go over in the Tom Thumb episode. But when after after about a month or so, Nuke is just like, "Hey, did you fix cancer?" And Tom Thumb is just like, "Nah, nah, I couldn't. I'm also I'm probably gonna die in like a couple of weeks because I also have cancer." Um, and Nuke is just like, "Well, this sucks," and throws a big temper tantrum. And guess what happens when you have nuclear powers and you throw a temper tantrum? Boom. Well, no, 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 it's a little bit less than that, but that would have happened. Mm. Uh, so, uh, so Mr. Joe, Ms., Mr. Spectrum, decided, hey, I need to stop this. And him, him, and, him and Nuke are, like, pretty good friends for the most part. So, so they get in a fight, and he's, like, trying to subdue him. So what he does is he puts a little bubble 
around Nuke. It's like, hey, calm down. Turns out he didn't put enough air holes in it. Oops. Nuke died. Ooh, awkward. Probably for the best. Yeah. I mean, like... Maybe. Not ideal, but... Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's it's all bad. It's all bad. It's all it was all bad. All of it. He was already doing a fascism, so you know. Um. But yeah. Uh. So that's one thing. So basically, he gets like PTSD and says like, "Yo, I'm gonna be a pacifist. I'm never gonna use my powers in battle ever, anymore." And you know, they do they do a bunch of other they do a bunch of other fascism stuff where they're just like, "Oh, we're we're making the train run on time," you know, stuff like that. <laughs> sure. Um, uh, he becomes like a really attracted. Uh, also, another thing I forgot is they they made something called a B mod, and a B mod is basically be- 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 behavior modification, which is like a machine that basically rewrites someone's behaviors. Ah. Uh. Um. Well, that happens to a bunch of their former former um enemies called the Institute of Evil. Um. Well, he becomes really attracted to one of the people called a uh, Foxfire. Um, and they have, like, kind of a thing. So, later, Nighthawk of that world, which is Batman, basically, makes a bunch of people to fight the fascism. Uh, mm-hmm. with a bunch- he hires a bunch of- basically gets a bunch of villains, and they fight. And, um, a bunch of them die. The squadron members, a bunch of them die, so does some of the Redeemers. And, uh, Joe's one of them that's left. But right before he died, Black Archer, who is, surprise- the green or green arrow uh, ah. shoots the prism that's embedded in his hands, and all the all the light leaves him. Just all of it. So now he's kind of flying around. With, yeah. Yep. Um, now and now he just has the shards of the prism like in his bloodstream, and it can't leave. So that's it. He has green lantern powers. Oh, okay. That's it. All right. That's it. Yeah. No, I don't care about him that much. Yeah, that's fair. He's just Hal Jordan, but different universe. A little bit more likable. Sure. And, like, I I appreciate that he was like, oh, I accidentally killed this kid under, you know, very bad situation with a kind of no clear winner. I'm going to just stop doing that. You know, fair enough. If there's no, like, that is a reasonable conflict to have to go through. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, but that's it, pretty much. Sure. Just going to end the episode right here. Well, what do you have to plug? Oh, that was it. Alright, um, so, uh, I am one half of Gratuitous Pausing. We are a, um, uh, movie bracket podcast. We're, uh, at time of recording, we're on hiatus because there's just a wave of, uh, coronavirus spreading through the country and it's making it really hard to do things. So we're just not for a bit. Um, hopefully, hopefully by the time this is out, we'll be back. We'll see. Uh, and I'm also one half of Asadi in Granada, which is a Sherlock Holmes rewatch podcast. Uh, if you, and hopefully that's coming back soon. I have the edit, so we'll see, uh, when that happens. Um, yeah. And, uh, hopefully that's out. Um, links are in the bio, or links are in the description, probably, I hope. Yeah. Yeah. My name is, uh, yes, I have another podcast called Creepy Critters, where me and my friend Fiona talk about cryptids in somewhat lurid ways. Um, if you want to support me, go to the description where you can see a handy little link that 
uh, will go to my Patreon, which is also patreon.com slash alphabetflight, where you can support me for as little as $1 a month. Um, you know, which is an amount that most people forget, you know? You forget about a dollar. Absolutely. Pretty easy. Yeah. You know, give me, give me a dollar. You know, if enough people forget to pay me, uh, forget that they're paying me $1, maybe I could not work anymore and do what I like doing. I don't know. That's a, that'd be a cool thing. Um, but yeah, so this has been, um, oh yeah, if you want to see the people we're talking about, you can go to at Alphabet Flight on Twitter and Instagram. And, uh, this has been Alphabet Flight and may country protect you through all of your night travel. Good night.